Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Let's Chat Reality. I'm Molly. I'm Michael. And today we're going to be covering off on the general sense of talking about all that goes into talent competition shows, our favorites, the favorite contestants we have, and just in general about judging and all of our thoughts on anything related to any competition show that's related to just random people coming onto the show and being judged. Um, so let's first get started with talking about our news for this past week. So um, some exciting news to start off with is that Claire Crowley has had her first child via surrogacy with her husband now. And so she has been on Bachelor shows for many years, um, now finally found her person post-Bachelor world um, and has a child now, which I'm very happy for her. She's been, I feel like, had a struggle in, in the shows that she's been in or like always, always very emotional about a lot of things. So I'm happy that she's finally found her person and now has a child that she's always been, always been wanting a baby. So I'm happy for her. Yeah, no, I feel like she's one of those in the Bachelor world that you really root for to find happiness just because we've seen her. I mean, like, you know, she was on Juan Pablo season. I root for anyone who was on Juan Pablo season, really. <laughs> they went through a lot there. And, you know, then, yeah, she went on Paradise twice. And then years later, she was the Bachelorette and ended her season early to be with Dale. And that didn't work out. So... Yeah, she's she's been through quite a lot on that show. And so I'm definitely uh, happy that she's now found her person and she, uh, you know, seems very happy. And and yeah, now she has a baby uh, from uh, surrogacy that uh, she gave birth to on just January 15th. So a little newborn. Uh, her name is Rowan Lily Dawkins. Oh, that's a cute name. Very cute. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's exciting. Happy for Claire. Um, and then moving into some more Bachelor news, which this one is a crazy story, but related to Clayton, he was accused of being a father of um, this lady's children or child. Like she was ha supposedly having twins. Not Clayton. But, <laughs> no, sorry. Not Clayton <laughs> no, with his this ex playing with another, another person in the world. Um, but he um was wrongly accused of having of being the father basically and so he really i don't know it's been there's been a lot that's been coming out about this but he finally was able to speak or i don't know finally is the right word but he spoke about it on next podcast um and on the vile vows he shared just overall like his side of the story which was really interesting from like hearing about what he was experiencing with all of this because we hadn't really heard we'd only heard basically the accusations and then also related to him like getting a paternity test and all this kind of stuff there's been a lot of spur in the conversation about it but he has shared like a lot of details on that podcast so like I won't go into everything of what happened but in a general sense is that he believes that she is still not pregnant and that she just made this up and it's been causing a lot of stress on Clayton's life. Like he's been having to use, like have lawyers and pay all those costs and all this stuff just because of this lady claiming that he is the father of her children. But 
he said he's not and they also he explains that they didn't even have sex when they were together so that also is a factor of him knowing that he's not the father um but it was just a crazy crazy story and i just i feel bad for clayton honestly yeah that's such a wild story um yeah i mean i'll i say i i have not listened to the entirety of nick's podcast with him so i you know more about this than i do but the story is just so wild and i mean you feel so bad for the guy to have to to go through all this for such a long time now it feels like it's been going on for months and months and yeah i mean eventually she's either gonna give birth or she's not <laughs> like it's just like i don't know how someone thinks they can get away with something like that and not have any sort of consequences from it it's, it's just and apparently this isn't the first guy that she's done this to right so yeah there were other situations that like this has happened in the past that clayton found out that other guys have also said that this happened to them wow yeah that's crazy I will I will definitely listen to that whole podcast at some point because that uh, it seems like he really like we I feel like we didn't really hear a ton from him about this for a while. So um, to have him on there to answer all, you know, all the questions about it, really go through the whole story. Um, yeah, I'm sure is was super interesting. So, yeah, because I kind of forgot like some of the details that he went into. I was like, oh, yeah, like that is important to hear about and like what mm. he was talking about so definitely give it a listen if you're curious to hear all that when and what his had to say about that side of his story and hopefully that i know the the due date actually is like the due date like not real due date but supposed due date is in february so coming out oh. yeah he well, mentioned twins like twins are sometimes <laughs> early so yeah. it could be any day now that they yeah and so he he's like gonna be relieved once it's like out there that if or if she like drops it entirely like tbd on what actually happens there um but we'll we'll just have to see we'll have pretty soon hopefully have an update on that yeah um but going into some other bachelor news which this is some brewing tea just come out came out today but Caitlin Bristow and Zach Clark were seen out together in New York City last night on a date and like we're dancing together and pretty close taking pictures. So we first heard about them being spotted together closely, like pretty much like hugging from New Year's Eve. But that was kind of like, okay, maybe it was a New Year's Eve kiss or like whatever, like kind of like didn't think too much of it until now seeing this date. I'm like, okay, like maybe they really are talking to each other and dating. And so there's some update on that. What are your thoughts on that, Michael? Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, Caitlin and Tasha certainly, I don't know if they're close friends, but they certainly know each other pretty well. They hosted a couple seasons of Bachelor franchise together uh, mm -hmm. after Chris Harrison left. Uh, so... I wonder how Tasha feels about this is really my big question. Uh, and if that has really ruined whatever friendship she and Caitlin had. I, I mean, I know that Tasha's happy now, it seems like with Luke from Summer House. So, you know, it certainly seems like she's moved on, but 
you know, and depending on how close they were, like, is it breaking girl code if Caitlin and Zach get together? I don't know. It, I feel like it's hard to tell without really knowing what the situation is, but um, it's interesting. And I think, I feel like in the next maybe few weeks, we'll probably know more whether this is really going somewhere or not. And uh, as they, the parties involved speak out. <laughs> Yeah, no, I definitely am curious to hear more about what either of them say if they say anything. Um, but it's, I, I feel like in general in Bachelor world, like it's not so crazy that this happened. Like they're already dating each other's exes all the time. So it's like, I mean, this yeah. is feels a little different just because like, yes, Caitlin and Tasha did host together. And if they were really close, like, and at that time, Tasha was still with Zach. Like, it's kind of like, okay, um, maybe that's a little bit not great. But I feel like now that it's been a few years and Tasha has moved on, like, maybe there's no bad blood there. But we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, moving into some more dating show-related stuff, we have the cast announced for season six of Love is Blind which is exciting based in Charlotte this season. Um, and that will be hopefully a better season than we had from last season. <laughs> um, but overall, Love is Blind is still remaining one of my top shows at this moment of reality TV shows. So I hope that it's going to live up to more of that expectation that I have of it from previous seasons. <laughs> yeah. I I will say this. It's promising that they this season they've announced like the the schedule, the release schedule and there are 12 episodes rather than 10 that we got last season because of all the cuts they had to do, uh, especially with the um Mexico trip last year um with having to really cut around anything with Renee and Carter. So, I think it's promising that we've back to a normal episode count. At least maybe we'll have a normal amount of couples making it to the altar that we actually get to see. So I feel like that's a good sign and we'll see how it goes. But I feel like it's so hard with all of the uh, behind the scenes lawsuits and everything that have been happening. I don't know when this season filmed, like I'm not sure in terms of all the lawsuits and everything, whether this was filmed after all that before, but I'll be interested to see kind of the first season after all of that to see if we notice any changes to the show, anything different. Um, but I, I feel like probably if not this season, then maybe the next season will be, you know, after the, all that. So I don't know. We'll see. It, it does start. Yeah, it starts on Valentine's Day. So we only have a couple more weeks to wait. Uh, yeah, well, we'll have to see, I don't know, in general, like, with all the lawsuits, too, like, I feel like maybe, like, the viewership of it may be going down, too, slightly, but I know I'm still excited to watch the season, so <laughs> we'll yeah, see. Yeah, it definitely felt like season four was probably, like, the peak of the viewer interest, and, you know, this is maybe kind of, like, almost like a make-or-break season, I think, because season five was so kind of widely panned uh that if it can kind of you know go back to uh go back to its heights of viewer engagement then you know it might have a long future but if it just kind of continues that downward trajectory then i don't we'll see where it goes yeah well we'll have to stay tuned to watch that on valentine's day which is coming up pretty soon 
Um, yeah. And then moving into our next news story is we got the season eight trailer for Summer House, which I didn't actually watch that yet. So I don't know entirely. I also don't watch Summer House, but we also just saw how the news that Sam and Corey broke up after a year of dating. So yeah. some updates on the Summer House life drama yeah so season eight trailer of summer house i mean the big thing is that we will see the demise of Lindsay and carl's engagement that was the big kind of you know that was what the trailer started out with was because they so their breakup happened like maybe a week after filming ended for the season um which is part of the you know the really kind of sucky part for Lindsay about all this was that allegedly Carl asked for cameras to go back up to record their conversation their breakup and Lindsay didn't realize that's what they were filming that day <laughs> but Carl you know obviously is the one who broke things off so he knew what why he was calling cameras back um and it definitely seems like during the season there's a lot of arguing between the two of them my understanding is that they did not end the season in a good place. And, you know, they thought, okay, we will kind of, you know, we'll move forward. Lindsay was thinking, but I guess that was, that was it for Carl, but it definitely seems like, I think a lot of people thought that they were going to be fine the whole summer. And then there's randomly, they, you know, this happened at the end, but it does seem like we'll kind of see the lead up to that, which I think is going to be really interesting to see how this happened. So yeah. that's the big thing. We also have a couple of newbies in the group, um, which is always a new couple new guys, which is great because last season was very outnumbered. The women, you know, <laughs> very much outnumbered the men. So um, good to see that we'll have kind of have a little bit more of an even mix. It seems like both of those guys are single. So it'll be interesting to see kind of who they go for. Um, but yeah, I know another kind of related story was that um, Sam and Corey um did just break up they announced uh, a lot this past week they are not full-time cast members this season so i don't know if we will see any of that um during this season but they were both just on winter house that we saw and Corey, you know definitely was not um not a good boy that season <laughs> um going after a couple of uh being flirty i guess we'll say with a couple of the women when he was definitely in a relationship with sam so i think watching that was probably not easy for sam and then they very shortly after that broke up um but i i i think sam deserves better so i hope that she will um i hope we'll see more of her in the future yeah Everything that I was seeing in like TikTok videos about that was like, yeah, Sam like got out of that. Like it was good that she got out of that because Corey was not great. Um, but I'm excited to see. I think I, I just I haven't seen Summer House before now. I've been like talking about it so much. Like I'm excited to actually watch it. Yeah, so you definitely. Season. Yeah, because now I want to see with all the Lindsay and Carl stuff and like how that goes down. Um, so I'm excited to watch it this year. Yeah, it starts February 22nd so just about a month that's exciting well we'll have to wait and see we'll definitely cover that probably too once that season ends of going through all that um but also related to bravo we have vanderpump rules spinoff the valley which is premiering this spring so 
that's some more exciting stuff coming up on Bravo. Yeah, so The Valley is um, a Vanderpump Rules spinoff that was announced during the Vanderpump Rules premiere party uh, this past weekend. And it is following um, Jax and Brittany, who are, uh, well, Jax was an original uh, Vanderpump Rules cast member, and, and Brittany, um, not an OG, but uh, came in and was on the show for, for a few years. And then also Kristen Doty um, is back for this spinoff show. And it really it follows uh, the three of them and some of their couple friends, it seems like, primarily. Um, uh, and we have uh, Kristen's current boyfriend, Luke, who we have never actually seen on the show because she started dating him after she was fired. <laughs> um, and a couple of uh, a few new couples, Danny and Naya, um, Janet and Jason. Uh, Janet is for people who really follow this group. Janet's been around forever, so it's um, she's a very natural fit, I think, for the show. Um, and then their friends Jesse and Michelle, as well as and Molly, you would remember um, Jasmine Good from the Bachelor franchise, is on this show. Uh, she worked at Sir for um, a little bit, I know, and so I'm sure that's how she knows this group. But um, she is, I think, a friend of on this show. I don't think she's a full time cast member, but it seems like we'll we'll be seeing some of her, um, as well as Brittany's best friend, best friend Zach Wickham. Uh, so it really it's interesting. I feel like I've seen a lot of kind of mixed reactions to this spinoff. People who are very excited because you know they love they miss. Jackson, Brittany, and Kristen on Vanderpump Rules, but then also certain people who are saying we need to remember why they were fired in the first place um, around 2020 in the Black Lives Matter movement. I think a lot of these networks were kind of really looking at their casts and, um, you know, there was some questionable stuff that Jax had said in the past and there was a big thing with uh, that former Vanderpump Rules cast member Faith accused Kristen and Stassi of doing, and then they were both fired. So it is interesting. I feel like it'll, I'll be curious to see more because we don't have a full trailer yet. It was just kind of this little preview that we saw. So I think once we get a really full trailer, it'll be interesting to see kind of what the show is exactly. And, um, and it seems like what's really, what I'm excited for though, is that, they're going to do the same thing with this that they did with um, the original introduction to Vanderpump Rules from Real Houses of Beverly Hills, where it's this kind of seamless transition between the shows. So at the end of um, at the eighth episode, they're saying at Vanderpump Rules, Jax makes an appearance and has the whole conversation with Lisa Vanderpump. And then all of a sudden he you watch him going home to his house with Brittany and suddenly you're in the new show. So there's no ending to Vanderpump Rules episode. There's no like introduction to uh, the Valley. It's just like this seamless transition where suddenly you're in this whole other show, this whole other world, and um, and you didn't even know it. So that that'll be interesting to see kind of how they do that. Yeah, no, that sounds interesting. I feel like with that cast, like it is what you're saying, interesting that like, yes, they like are popular among a lot of the fans, but also like they were taken away for a reason. Um, so I'm curious to see how that will pan out in this new show. But we'll have to wait and see when that, when is it coming out? Do we have a date just the spring? No, it just says spring uh, 2024. Now, now, because I um, have too much time on my hands, I did calculate if it was going to be the eighth episode of Vanderbump Rules, assuming they don't take any weeks off in, after the premiere, 
it should be like end of March. So okay. with that in mind, I would think we'll get a full trailer for it probably within the next like three, four weeks. Okay. So pretty soon we'll find out more details yeah. in that. So we'll share once we get those. And then lastly, for the news, we just saw that the House of Villains is renewed for season two. So that was just had their first season recently and was a success. So coming back for season two. Yeah, I, I'm glad about this. It was a show that I started. I watched the first few episodes and then I I did not keep up with it fully, but it, it was a stacked cast they got. Um, I enjoyed it from what I saw. And I think if they can continue to get the level of villains that uh, they did for season one, then I think this show uh, has potential. And, um, you know, season ones are always you can, kind of working the kinks out. And I think if they can, you know, just kind of smooth out the format a little bit, then I, I think, yeah, I think season one, it seemed like people really enjoyed it. So I'm I'm not surprised and, and glad that they're getting a season two. Yeah. For sure. I actually didn't get a chance to even watch season one yet. And so now I'm like, maybe I should watch season one. Before. Well, speaking of Jax, he was on there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Corinne um, from The Bachelor. So, yes. I love, that's why I honestly want to watch it for, for Corinne. I don't yeah. care about the other people. Um, but yeah, so we'll see who they get for season two. I mean, they just said it was premiered. So we'll probably have a while till they actually announce the cast for it. But yeah, it'll be spoiled once it starts filming, which probably within, I would think, the next couple months. E doesn't have many shows. They're probably wanting to get this back in on air as long as as soon as possible. So <laughs> we'll see. Yes. Well, we'll have to wait and see for that and we'll keep you all updated. But now let's go into the talent competition shows. So we've been watching these, I would say, like for a long time for some of the originals of all the different competitions with like American Idol, Dancing with the Stars, and the like newer shows that have come up over the years as well. And related to food, there's Top Chef and Hell's Kitchen, all this stuff that like you definitely know and like watching. But we wanted to go into more of like our general favorites of these and among these shows, like what we really enjoy watching from them and overall favorite contestants um start off with so what would you say out of like the singing and dancing shows would be your favorite to watch Michael so American Idol was definitely the first one that really like it was one of those original shows that got me into reality TV you know we talk about how Survivor and Big Brother were like some of the first ones that I really started watching but American Idol was really right in there too like I remember I definitely was very into American Idol by season three which was 2004 so that was really like right around that same time that I started watching like all these other shows too but American Idol I was probably watching first even before those um it's just on earlier in the year so just you know <laughs> that kind of makes sense um but yeah I mean that will always have such a special place in my heart like I was obsessed with American Idol I went to the concert American Idol concerts every year after the seasons I had posters in my room of Carrie Underwood and like Kelly Pickler and all these people who I loved and rooted for on these seasons and um so that will always have a special place in my heart. Um, Dancing with the Stars, I love. Um, I, I watch it every single season. Um, 
I really don't watch The Voice and America's Got Talent anymore all that much. America's Got Talent, I definitely used to watch more regularly. The Voice, I just never really got into. And I think a large part of that is probably because they've never really produced a, a star, I feel like, that's like become a big name in the music industry. Whereas American Idol, you know, maybe in the past few years they haven't as much, but certainly back in the day they did and even more recently like people like gabby barrett wasn't on there all that long ago and she's had some big hits um so i feel like it still has proven that even with a smaller audience it has the potential to create a star even if they don't every season anymore um I, I really, you know, I have not watched much of The Masked Singer. I don't necessarily put it in kind of the same thing. They're not trying to, like, create stars. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think it was one of those shows that maybe during COVID I just kind of watched a little bit of because there wasn't much else on. Um, and then Netflix just announced, finally, they're having a season two of Rhythm and Flow, which is their rap competition show. Um, this was, they had one season back in like 2019 and then at the time announced a season two, but then never really went through with it when COVID happened. So I was kind of assuming that it was just dead and wasn't ever going to come back, but, um, they just announced this past week that they are having a season two, um, with, um, all new judges. Um, they are having, um, Ludacris, Lotto, and um uh dj khaled are the three new judges for that show which should be interesting those are three pretty big relevant names so um i think that'll that'll be good so we'll see with that one tbd but um yeah those are just kind of my thoughts on the big ones that i could think of off the top of my head <laughs> what about you yeah i also i've been watching american idol as long as you were watching american idol but I remember just like really enjoying watching the season, particularly the one that I like cared about the most was when Philip Phillips won. Mm, um, season and, eight. Yeah, and I voted for him like 500 times on the finale night for him to win. So I think I helped him win. Um, oh, sorry, season 11, Philip Phillips. Yeah, sorry. That was I don't know which number it was, but yeah, he was against Adam Lampert, I think, was that season. Um, no, well, that was season oh. eight. Um, oh, that was season eight. That was with someone else. Who was he against? There was yeah, someone... he uh, Adam Lambert was um against. Like uh, why am I completely blanking on his name? Chris Allen. Chris Allen. Yeah. Wait, I was about to say that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but then I forget who Philip Phillips was against. But someone else who was like pretty good. Philip Phillips was against Jessica Sanchez. Oh, uh, okay. Well, yeah, but she I mean, was I'm... she was very good. She was definitely yeah. um a favorite to win that season, and she did a um little cameo on Glee. I remember at the time. Yeah, um, but I just I don't know what it was that I was like. I love Philip Phillips. I got about for him, and I still listen to his music. I saw him actually when he came to Austin this oh. past summer. Oh, well, he wow. was, he performed at Blues on the Green, which also sounds oh, that's so cool was when the green is now like apparently no longer gonna be a thing next year but i know so i'm glad i went to it last year and that was my only one i ever went to so yeah one and done and also the fact that i saw philip phillips was great um, <laughs> but yeah that show i feel like because it has produced stars like 
not recently but like you just know people from it like it has been successful over the years even if it's like not great all the time but it's like mm -hmm. still has that notion of like they're just like you can think there could be someone famous from it yeah do you think um, there's anything that like American Idol could do to create more stars these days or is it just kind of I honestly don't yeah I don't know I feel like everything now is like digital like all like TikTok and mm -hmm. Instagram social media focus in terms of growing music that I don't think people are really sitting down to watch an hour show where like you get to see a bunch of different people at once like there are people obviously still watching those regularly, but not to the level that it was. Um, just like people's attention spans are much smaller. Yeah. Um, so I don't really know. I feel like the judges too, like, I don't even know who, who right now even the judges, to be it's honest. Katy Perry, Lionel Richie, and Luke Bryan. Okay. So those are pretty big people. I just... I guess I don't care about them but that I much. I also think, yeah, like, I think that's the thing is I think maybe if they, like, because, you know, look, and I, I don't think there's anything wrong with the three of them, but I do think that maybe if they had one representative of maybe, like, a little bit of a more younger, relevant, like, a newer, a newer person in the music industry who maybe just more recently can relate to kind of what these contestants are going through by trying to get into the music industry in 2024. You know what I mean? Because someone like Katy Perry is probably the more most recent of those three. But even that was a totally different time in like 2008, 2007, when she was really like just starting out. Like things were very, very different. Social media was not what it is. TikTok wasn't a thing. Like I think somebody kind of more, I don't want to say more relevant, but more... Um, just newer kind of who who can kind of give more tips on based on what the music industry is today yeah oh, I agree with that because they just it just seems like not with the times as much as like it could be if they had someone newer yeah and I think also the only thing that I could think of that maybe they could do is kind of embracing like TikTok and social media more on these shows and mm -hmm. rather than because I think what these shows were great was that when they first came out, when American Idol first came out, there wasn't a place where you could go to, you know, if you didn't have connections in the industry and, you know, that you could go to just stand in line and get your voice heard and, you know, and have it, you know, America hear you sing. And it became kind of a little more irrelevant when TikTok became a thing and social media and Instagram and all these places where you could just kind of put your music out there and, you know, it can go viral all of a sudden. And then you get, uh, you know, record labels reaching out and all this stuff. And I think now it's kind of the idea of having now more of like a central place where there's so many people on TikTok and Instagram now trying to do this that it's almost kind of the same problem where you get lost in the crowd. And maybe if they branded it kind of as a place where, you know, put your stuff out on Instagram, put your stuff out on TikTok and use our hashtag, hashtag American Idol, and we'll find you. Like, we'll search through it and find people who we think are great and we'll reach out and, and then, you know, you can come on and it can kind of be like a competition for the 
you know, the best undiscovered talent on social media who, I I don't know, I feel like there's maybe something there that they can kind of embrace it rather than trying to do the same thing that they were doing in 2002. Yeah, I haven't watched the very, like, recent seasons of it, so they don't, do they not mention social media at all in it? I mean, to a certain degree, yes. Like, can people will say in the audition, like, you know, yeah, like, I, you know, will perform on Instagram, on TikTok, whatever, but I don't think that they really, like, they still have people wait in line to audition, if that makes sense, whereas I think that is kind of a little bit old school and not necessarily super necessary these days when you Mm -hmm. could just like and I guess maybe they do online auditions a little bit more now I'm not exactly sure but um they mention it but not to the degree that I think they could kind of really embrace it yeah uh, that makes sense well yeah so speaking of that with with the music stuff with the voice I feel like it was interesting when that show came on and I was watching it like honestly like in the beginning of that show like I watched it for every season for the first like four seasons like I was really invested in it because I did like that new kind of format of the judges weren't seeing who the person was who was performing it was only just based on them their voices which like that's what it's called the voice (laughs) um and then the judges would have to fight over multiple, multiple judges turn around fighting over the contestants which was also kind of fun to see like seeing that interaction of like seeing them like try to buy for whoever was the performer for them to be on their team and with Blake Shelton on it obviously like he's not a judge anymore like I felt like he really like was just a funny person to watch in that show and like as a judge like he always had really stacked up teams but um overall like it was fun I think like seeing that environment too of like the teams and not just like in American Idol I know like they're pretty much individual like they have like groups of stuff occasionally but like pretty individual but um in in the voice they were on a specific judges team and then being coached and all that kind of stuff like I felt like you really got to see that journey and them growing as an artist as well in those steps like with their coach which was cool and then like their the teams are then fighting or like the coaches are fighting kind of to see who's gonna win in the end mm-hmm. not just the contestants but obviously the contestants the one who's like gonna make right. money but like the, the coaches themselves like have to help them there too yeah i like that on that show the coaches were more invested it felt like in yeah. in their contestants than than you see on these other shows where they're only really seeing them once a week during the live shows so there you really you know they they got to know their team so much more and spent more time with them which i think was good and um and it definitely you know the idea of it originally was was really interesting um but now, you know, I think in, this is another thing. I think having two seasons a year is a mistake of these shows because American Idol, I think a huge part of why it was so successful was that because you only had one season a year, the season was a little longer. You really felt like you got invested. You got to know these people. By the time it was down to the top 12, like you felt like you really already had your favorites. You really knew them. You'd seen them from the audition to Hollywood week to semifinals to 
all these different rounds and it you know by the time the next season came around you were really so excited for it again whereas having two seasons a year or something the voice it's a lot and i feel like it's just so many different people and like it feels like as soon as one season ends the next one starts and you really don't get that break to kind of like miss the show and i feel like that was a huge part of why it was so big for quite a while and then it really very quickly kind of went down and um and the ratings are you know they're never going to be what they used to be back in the day with all the different streaming uh the different ways people watch now but you know i do think that american idol has been able to stay more steady for the last few years whereas the voice continues to kind of go downhill with the ratings and um i think a big part of that is because american idol only has one season a year so people really kind of get excited for it every time it comes around yeah no definitely sometimes we need to not be watching it all the time to want to miss it or want to watch it yeah. again um but yeah so overall they are like fun to watch but it just like can be a lot at times um but with anything with the stars i feel like that that show is always just like every year like there's always new people you can see on it and the stars who get onto the show like i feel like because of the fact that they're from other things that you probably would know of them that adds to the show as well but then they also still have the regular um dancers the professional dancers who are also coming back season to season so you really get to like build upon seeing rooting for the pros and then seeing who they're partnered with so there's always like that fun dynamic of seeing who they're going to be partnered with and those um dances every week just like are always fun to watch so Mm -hmm. i love watching this with the stars also yeah, I do too. And and now they are doing one season a year only. Uh, they did yeah. two for a while, but now it's just one. And I think it's been able to, you know, this past season, the ratings were great. The You know, it felt like it really kind of rejuvenated the show in a way this past season. And I think it's a large part of it that people aren't tired of it. They're, you know, they, they do get excited for it when it comes around because we don't have it for you know, there's a long break between seasons. And I think sometimes that's a that's a necessary good thing for a show. Yeah, for sure. And for America's Got Talent, I feel like that show for me, I've always enjoyed watching it, like once I actually do watch it. But then if I forgot to start the season or something, I'm like, okay, this is a lot to catch up on. And I don't mm. always love starting the season like halfway through it. So I'm like, oh, I didn't actually get to catch up or like watch all this stuff. Um, but in the past, like when I was watching more so regularly, I loved seeing all the talent, um, that like, they're just, there's just so many variety of acts too, which was interesting. Cause yeah, it's an American Idol, the voice, like, like they're really talented, but they're only singers there. But in America, in America's Got Talent, you get some like danger, like warning, don't try this at home. And it's like all that excitement too which is fun to see. Um, also, I really like the magic tricks. Like some of my favorite contestants from America's Got Talent are like the magicians on the show because they do some insanely talented tricks. And I'm like, what? Like, how did that yeah. even happen? But, yeah. and also now I still feel like I hear people like, oh, they were a finalist on America's Got Talent. Like, I'm like, I like hear that as like a thing. Like actually, example was that the um UT basketball game is I don't know if you know Christian and Scooby but they were on America's Got Talent um it's this little dog Scooby and then Christian like he 
that they do like an act together and they come to the halftime do halftime shows like and basketball games which is fun to see because like yeah like they got their name pretty much known from being on the show and now they can do shows across the world or across the country i don't know if they go around the world but across the country um performing at college sports games but um i feel like there's just a lot of variety there which is also fun to see yeah so yeah no i i think i think the variety of america's got talent is really important to the success of the show because you it's not just you know singer after singer after singer after singer it's a it's a lot of singers on that show sometimes, but you really do get to see so such a good variety that I think it, on one hand it's like kind of hard to compare people. I feel like for me at yeah. least, like how do you compare a magician to a, a singer? Like hey, you know that's a little difficult for me, but um, it, it almost feels like more like you're watching not even a competition show, but just kind of like you're going to see a show and you're seeing all these. Like I I, I like that aspect of it and. Um, I think, uh, you know, look, the to get Simon Cowell on it, um, I think was a big move for them. Uh, he's probably one of the most uh, widely known judges in the world, I feel like, just from his time on American Idol. Like, you always want to see what Simon is going to say about something, even though he's a lot nicer now than he used to be. But I feel like it's almost like when he's on a judging panel, it's like the only opinion you care about is what Simon thinks about it. <laughs> and so I think that was um, a, a good move for them to to get him on there. And uh, I, I'm sure that elongated the, uh, the success of the show by having the, a, a judging panel that is, you're actually interested to hear what they have to say about. Yeah, for sure. And I want to start watching this recent season, which is like they started kind of a spinoff of it. It's not really a spinoff, but it's more so that they're now going to they created this fantasy league, America's Got Talent, which is like they have different teams, like the judges have different teams and they are used like draft, I guess, their teams of their talent. And they're also then competing like similar to, I guess, in the voice way of like having the judges have teams. Um, which is interesting. So I haven't fully watched an episode yet, so I can't speak to like exactly my thoughts on that. But I feel like it is an interesting concept to have that and just like adding new variety to that still, like as the show keeps on airing, like they're still trying to make some changes too, which is good to see as well. Yeah, no, I mean, this is, this is a spinoff. It, it is um, because they've, they've had these winter seasons for the last few years, like kind of AGT All-Stars and things like that. They had Extreme, which, you know, resulted in almost a death. So they're never going to do that again. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I do think it's good for them to continue to try new things for that little spinoff that they do in the winter because it does keep things interesting because you know eventually when they do something like all-stars you're going to run out of all-stars <laughs> and this is another all-stars but they were able to kind of bring people back that they've already had on all-stars because it's a different show technically so um you know it's good to try new things it's not doing well in the ratings so i i think it's short-lived for this world but um it, it's yeah it, it's interesting i you know it was like to, to see. they needed more reality tv so they were like let's do this <laughs> exactly they won't and hopefully need it as much next year when <laughs> the strikes won't aren't an issue but um yeah it was a good move for them to have it because of the strikes 
Um, and then I only watched like So You Think Can Dance. I feel like one season of it fully, but it is a really good show to watch. And now that it's coming back, like I feel like this next season, like I'm actually gonna want to watch it. Um, I feel like those are always just fun to see. Any dancing show, I feel like is fun to watch. Um, so I'm excited. Do do we have that air that air date already? I feel like we do. It's sometime in February or maybe okay. early March. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I it's a show that I've never really watched either. But it definitely. It's a show that I'm sure I would like if I did. Um, but yeah, I'm. Uh, it it is coming back after a pretty long break now, so we'll see. We'll see how it does, and um, you know whether this is kind of a new uh, lease on life for the show, or whether maybe it'll be the last one. But uh, we'll see. Yes. And then, any other thoughts on singing, dancing? No, Random I think let's talent. move on to the food shows. I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, I know. Thank you about food now. Um, so for among the food shows, what would you say is your favorite to watch? 100% Top Chef. I don't think anything can be Top Chef. <laughs> I think it's such, such a good show. The talent that they have on there is incredible. What I really like is that I feel like it doesn't fall into the trap that a lot of these shows do, where they try too hard to kind of produce drama between the contestants and um it, it that gets to become the focus of it rather than actually just the the food itself and you know there were a couple seasons early on where they did focus more on that and uh, those were not well received typically when they did that and just recently i feel like in maybe the past five or six seasons they've really gone back to focusing on just their talent. And, you know, there is drama sometimes that ensues, but it's very organic. It feels very real. And it's not just like overly produced for the sake of it. And uh, they, the level of talent has just improved. It feels like season to season on that show. And the judges are great. And it's just such a fun show to watch. Um, so I, I love Top Chef. It keeps winning Emmys and um, it's, yeah, it, it's a very, very good show. If you haven't seen it, I highly, highly recommend it. So, excuse me. So that's definitely my favorite of the, the food shows. What about you? Yeah, I also would say Top Chef. I've actually, I haven't seen a ton of the food shows, I feel like. Like I would like watch them here and there, but I don't know if I've ever watched like the full seasons of it or like of top chef specifically like i've seen episodes of it obviously but i don't know if i've actually seen a full season of it um but they're always so interesting like whatever they can cook up and like all those competition all those, like challenges they have to do or like cooking all the different things in such a short amount of time like i'm like this is insane um but they're all look so good always so it's exciting to see those shows and we're seeing how talented these chefs are and then I feel like there's been a lot of success of them too, like from coming out of the show, which is also good. Like once they get that view of like, or that, uh, what's the word, uh, visibility into mm -hmm. like who they are, um, they get that publicity from the show. So that's great too, that they can continue. Yeah. The one thing that I will say is the other show that I'll mention is Tournament of Champions on Food Network. Um, because the one part of that that I really, really love is that it, the judging is blind on that show. So you, they don't know who cooked what, which I do think is a good factor. I think pretty much like I would say all food 
competition shows should do that because it really the fairness of it, it, it is definitely um it, it's a lot more fair that way because you're not basing it on how much you like someone or how much you know how well they've cooked in the past and it's really specifically that week and maybe top chef maybe that's intentional because you know yes they're judging week to week but i th i do think to a certain extent they also take into account um you know how, how they've done in, in past weeks um but on that show it really is just based on that specific meal and so i i do like that aspect of it. yeah no i haven't seen that show before but that that does sound really good that it's not there's no bias based on that yeah and those are like also the the best of the best of the best like that's a tournament of people who have won top chef before who have you know won iron chef and all these other food shows it's kind of you know that's why they call it tournament of champions like it's really the best of the best of the best that they get on there um so the fact that they really can afford to you know just judge based on that one meal and i think that's the most fair because those people are are just so well known and they're all success so successful in their own right that it really does need to kind of be judged as fair as possible yeah definitely and then shall we move into the fashion and drag yeah, uh, let's do that okay so for me i feel like i really like watching project Run runway i haven't seen all the like, recent seasons of it but in the past like i would watch it and just seeing all the clothing that they come up with and all the different ideas and the just their talent in that too i'm like this is insane like what they can come up with and put together in such short short amount of time and it was just so interesting seeing those like also the judges like i learned a lot about fashion based on that too i feel like with the judges input and critiques into that i'm like oh yeah like i do think about that now like i don't know certain like patterns or color choices and all that stuff um but it's interesting to see just how that show has still evolved and been over the years yeah no i think project runway to me it lost its way a little bit when it was on lifetime towards the end of its time on lifetime but when it came back to bravo i think it really fixed a lot of the issues and it is now really great again uh this past season was an all-star season interestingly top chef also had um an all-star season their most recent season um both on Bravo and it, it was just it was a really great season and I think like you said there's the talent of these people on all of these shows is just so incredible um and I think it, it was interesting because this past season was I think the first or maybe the second where they didn't have a host actually so Carly Kloss was the host for the first couple of years on Bravo but then um now they really just kind of use the judges as, as hosts, basically. And Christian Siriano, who is the mentor, who was, you know, previously Tim Gunn, um, I guess is kind of a host, but not really. Uh, he's more just the mentor. And so it, it, it is interesting to see how these shows, like, would work without a, a real specific host. <laughs> um, and, but yeah, I think it, it, uh, it I feel like... To me, Project Runway is the top chef of fashion shows. Like, I feel like they're very similar in a lot of ways. Um, and I, I, I do love both of those. Um, I think, you know, Tim and uh, Tim Gunn and Heidi Klum, who were the previous hosts of Project Runway for, for a very long time, they moved over to Amazon Prime for their show, Making the Cut. Um, 
I, I don't think it ever found its way, really. I think it was an interesting concept where you could buy the clothing on Amazon the, that won the challenge from that episode. They would put it available to buy on Amazon. But I feel like a lot of those didn't get great reviews from people who bought it. Uh, so I don't know if that really worked the way they were hoping for. Um, but, it, I, you know, it may be if it continues on, it will eventually work out the kinks and... Um, and, and get better but i think it from the three seasons they've had so far it kind of never really took off anything yeah i haven't watched it i didn't even know that existed to be honest but i do love high Clem and tim gunn so i wish i like i mean i probably heard of it but it's like didn't actually then watch it yeah i mean it's not a bad show i just don't think it ever quite took off like i don't i don't hear people talking about it in the same way that they do project runway so, yeah, yeah I, I just don't know that it uh, was quite as successful as they had hoped for. Yeah, definitely. Do you have any other favorite shows related to fashion? Well, I mean, RuPaul's Drag Race is definitely the other one we didn't mention. I don't know that that's quite considered a fashion show. It's definitely, in a way it is, but it's, you know, it's a drag show. It's it's a different world, I feel like. Um, and, I, I mean... It's obviously such a huge show for that community. Um, I feel like as if I'm predicting it just as a like talent competition show, it's not always the most fair. The twists that they do, I feel like they do too try to do too much to keep it every season new and interesting, and they really don't have to. I feel like they're so talented by themselves that I wish it was produced more similarly to a Project One Way or Top Chef, where it really just allowed them to to shine and do what they do best and not try to keep do all these crazy twists and things. Like, kind of like you talk about for Survivor all the time, like where too many advantages, too many idols. You know, I feel like it's kind of the same thing with RuPaul's Drag Race, where it's just like sometimes it's too much and just let the contestants do the heavy lifting because they're such good personalities. They're so talented that they really can carry the show um, without the producers having to do all that. Yeah, for sure. I feel like in general with those shows, sometimes less is more. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, let them create that drama themselves. Don't have to fabricate that. 100%. But yeah, do you have anything else you want to cover off on any of these talent shows? No, I think we really, we covered it. Um, you know, this genre is something that we don't talk about a lot on this podcast, really, but I think is such a, you know, it's such its own world from the, you know, we talk a lot about the dating shows and the strategy competition shows, but, um, you know, these talent competition shows, there's not always a lot to say about them, I feel like, on a podcast setting, but... Um, it, they are so interesting and such good shows that um, I'm glad that we uh, used this episode to kind of to talk about them for a little bit. Uh, and, you know, I feel like there's there's just so much talent out there. And I always watch these shows and I'm like, God, I wish I had a talent like this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I wish I did, too. I'm like watching these shows like, wow, like, these people are crazy. Um, wow, but I wish yeah. I could sing. <laughs> 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 but no they're they're great and um you know maybe we'll try to incorporate these a little bit more into our future episodes yes if you love watching these shows please let us know what's your favorite show of among the ones we've talked about or maybe we didn't talk about one of your favorites let us know on our instagram you can follow us at let's chat reality and also just 
subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcasts on Spotify or Apple Music or Apple Podcasts or elsewhere. And we'll talk with y'all next week.